0: Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports
1: All right, it is the football show on Off The Ball Nathan with you this evening And for the final time in 2021 I'm delighted to be joined on the line by John Giles Happy Christmas John
0: Same to you Nathan, all the listeners It's been a long old year (laughs) Yeah, we'll keep going, we'll keep going Nathan
1: uh, you're uh, you got some bit of the family up for Christmas, anyways.
0: Yeah, got a few, got a few here.
1: Well, it's uh, going to be an awkward conversation, I think, because your son Paul was texting me after the last time we were on a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about uh, footballers and expectations on their sons, and he was telling me he's the star man at the Thursday Night Five aside and was very upset that you didn't give him a mention. Yeah.
0: Did he put his age in?
1: <laughs> Is it the over thirty fives or the over forties? He's in.
0: He's over forties.
1: Wow, <laughs> he's still banging in the goals. That's the main thing, isn't it?
0: I, I, I don't, I've never seen him play. Would you believe, uh, Nathan? He usually plays with a gang of gang of lads. Right, or he's, or playing seven aside. Or, I I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him play.
1: Well, that'd be oh. the perfect uh, John Giles trip down. A bit of harsh analysis <laughs> of the over forties playing a bit of seven yeah. aside.
0: Well. He, he, Never, he, he always said he, he wasn't any good, Nathan. So right. there was no point in. Uh, <laughs> no point go watching them. So don't come back to see him. So he saved me. He saved me. A, saved journey a lot of to, hassle to the to the football ground. Um, no, he, 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 he told me he sent that on to you, but he was he was obviously having a having a bit of a laugh. About yeah, it. yeah, yeah, he
1: was. Well, look, it's yeah. great that uh, they'll be up with you over the Christmas. Um, Obviously there's quite a few games Already cancelled uh, I heard Roy Keane During the week Saying how he loved The Christmas period When he was a player He mm-hmm. loved the discipline of it And why yeah. often When we talk about Footballers and Christmas It's the sacrifice And having to go training On Christmas day And maybe stay yeah. in a hotel With the rest of your teammates On Christmas night He was saying how much He loved that actually Because the games Were so important That you'd have Three, four games In a short spell That meant so much, much days, At the end of the season Four days usually Nathan You'd have three yeah. games In four days Yes yeah, it might, it
0: might have changed a bit in time in Roy's, Roy's time. I don't think it did, but in my time, it was uh, three games in four days. If it was, uh, you play on Christmas Eve and then the two days afterwards or the two days before and one after Christmas. But you played in the, uh, the the three games in four days. Same at Easter, Nathan. There was a few more games now from the league, and now, we, we, and now it's 38. was it used to be 42 games uh, in the league yeah, but that's what you had to do. Now, on a personal level, I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, like, it wasn't very good for the family because uh, in Don Reeve's case, for example, it was a big deal to let you have a, your Christmas dinner at home. Right. And as soon as your dinner was over, then you were back in for training and off to the hotel uh, for Christmas Day itself. So it was a big deal. That's what we used to say. I'm going to use you a good, a good Christmas. You can go home for your dinner, back in for training, and then we're away.
1: Because I was looking at some of the seasons you were playing with Leeds, and 1966, you played Liverpool on December 27th and won at Anfield by a goal to nil. And then you played them again the next day back at Elland Road and lost 1-0. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: you picked out a bad year for us there, Nathan. But, <laughs> but that, was, that was the way it was. Yeah you, played, yeah, you could play. Usually you played the same team uh, over the three days it could be friday saturday or saturday monday tuesday you know whatever yeah. way the christmas fell but you could it was quite very very common to be playing the same team uh in two days and obviously
1: an you didn't have big squads back in those days and it would be the same sort of 12 13 players would be used oh, yeah. throughout a season so would it, yeah. would it be a general thing that a player who'd start on December twenty sixth would also be the same players that would start on December twenty seventh. Or Would the manager try and rotate the squad? No,
0: there was no rotation. There was no rotation generally in those days, Nathan. I mean, Bill Shankly said it at one stage. Uh, you know, if you're going to win the league, your best chance is if you're playing the same team every week. Right. That, that was the that was the attitude in those days. Now, to be fair, uh, we didn't have as many games in, uh, you know, Europe and international matches and, 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 and that. We had a fair amount, but that was the, the culture of the day. You played your best team whenever you could. Mm. And it didn't matter how many times you were playing. for. Like, definitely for those three matches, over Christmas and Easter, you'd have the three matches in four days. It was always, bar, barring the injuries, of course, it was always the same team.
1: And if you were playing a team back-to-back, would... Like would you be going out with the same tactics from one match to another? Would you be going in after the first game having, say, that doubleheader against Liverpool having learnt a lot from the first match, that you're changing things significantly for the second match?
0: Um not particularly, Nathan, unless there was one one or two lads dropped from the, the previous match, which was most unlikely. Um but I, I think, you know I don't think anybody of us agreed with the tactical situation, you know, it was it was you go out and you played uh, home or away, it, it didn't make any real difference, Nathan. And, and that's what I still believe today. You know, a game is a game. Uh, and the only thing that can interfere with your performance is the referee's reaction to the crowd. You know, if you, if, you, if you do it properly, say, going to Anfield. I know you said we lost there. But any big ground you go to, if you do your own stuff, I mean, the crowd really get behind you when you're winning. Yeah. You know, if you're losing at home, Nathan, the crowd go against you. So if you do it in the right way and you get in front away from home, it can work in your favor. But you wouldn't be changing you wouldn't be changing the tactics really. Hopefully if you lost at Anfield, then you you'd, you'd, you'd know Joe Bloggs played really well against us. We have to do something about him. Uh, but generally speaking you you'd, you'd, you'd go on and play to the best of your own abilities and hopefully win the match.
1: The game has obviously changed completely in terms of strength and conditioning and awareness of injuries and the current managers are all incredibly concerned about the amount of matches that they have to play over Christmas, the backlog that is coming because of COVID and late start of the season, early finish of the season, the World Cup taking place mid-season this time next year, the fact that some players are going off to the African Cup of Nations. If you're playing three games in the space of four days, would there not have been a spade of injuries? Would you not be losing several players after every game with... Muscle fatigue, with hamstring injuries?
0: Well, you would, it wasn't the same situation, Nathan. I mean, now it's, it's a very, very exceptional situation in that the games have to be played because of the, the virus situation over the past probably two years. Mm. You know, you've got on top of that then international tournaments, they're trying to make up the time, they're trying to make up the matches. Even now, they're trying to make up for, for next year because we know the, the World Cup is in around Christmas time and they can't afford any delays. And uh, to be honest now, we never had, in my day, the situation we have today with the virus. It, it, it's absolutely, you know, crazy stuff trying to get the matches in. And then, then the matches are off again now because of a, a spike in it. You know, in my day, we never had that particular situation where there was matches uh, postponed or you couldn't play. This is a very, very unusual time, yeah. Nathan. Very unusual and it has to be done because, uh, you know, they're looking forward even to next year. You know, how are they going to get the matches in and the World Cup is coming up? And uh, especially for, like, the top six teams because most of their players are playing at international level as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, very crazy, uh, dangerous situation, in my opinion, for the players because if you're playing at the rate that they're playing at the moment, you're bound to get injuries, Nathan. You're bound to. And it's not fair on the players.
1: Mm. Uh, when Don Revy let you home then for the Christmas dinner did you go all out turkey ham gravy stuff and you name it well you,
0: well, you had to be a little bit careful there, Nathan because you were going back in training in the afternoon you know so you, you couldn't you, you couldn't overdo it let's put it that way that's for sure because you're worried about training in the afternoon then yeah. and then you'd be off in the coach whatever you were playing say it was Newcastle and you were there and you'd be away for the next two or three days yeah but it was enjoyable as Just well it. I actually enjoyed the Christmas uh a uh, season, Nathan, and I never felt actually some of the matches I played in. I felt better after the third match than I did after the first match. Right, the fitness was just kicking
1: into gear. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the football of the past week. Um, there was Carabao Cup over the last couple of nights. Tottenham had a good win against West Ham I know you were watching this and that followed on from the performance against Liverpool at the weekend the 2-2 draw which was you know, an incredibly exciting game there were so many yeah. talking points around it yeah. Antonio Conte has done what was expected of him he has come in and he has made an impact they look a very different team already from where they were six weeks ago
0: definitely definitely Nathan you know he's what I'd regard as a real manager you know he comes in he, in whatever way obviously knowledge of the game his personality whatever it might be that makes a successful manager, usually it's knowledge and attitude. In other words, no messing. You get out, you do the stuff, you do what I want you to do. We train hard, we work hard, you work for the team. These are all the the, the basic stuff, I I think, for good management, knowledge of the game, getting the best out of the players that you have available. And I think he's definitely done that in the the short few weeks that he's there.
1: Mm.
0: You know, if you you don't have that... uh, uh, approach and attitude and knowledge, Nathan. You don't get it. Actually, sometimes with managers who don't have that, it gets worse as you go along. The longer you're with the team, it gets worse, and that's what I've seen in, in managers who don't have it. It uh, it gets worse. The morale goes. They don't lose respect. Players lose respect for the manager. They know he's no good. They're not going to play for him. He doesn't see things. Fellas that are shirking the job mm. doesn't even see it. Can't put it right. All those things. Are, a lot of things. It takes a, a lot of uh, attributes to 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 be, to be a successful manager. Knowledge of the game, personality. night. I, mean, I saw, saw some lads really good knowledge of the game, but didn't have the 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 depth personality like a, a, a Klopp or a Ferguson to dominate all of them. Dominate yeah. them. there would be a bit of fear attached to it in dealing with the manager
1: you know he's obviously changed the system as well they're going with three at the back and they're playing wing backs but it does seem that the change in attitude has been key as well because there's a statistic going around that under Nuno they were covering 100 kilometers per game the players whereas now they're covering 115 kilometers per game that there's just a lot more honesty of effort in this Tottenham team than there was six weeks ago
0: well, yeah, well, that's what, the, that, that's what the top managers do. You know, they, they look at the, t- the players, see who, is, who can do what or who can't do what. Uh, the first thing they, they, they demand is honesty of effort. That's the first thing that I've I found with great managers, honesty of effort, because you don't have to have an awful lot of ability to be honest in what you're trying to mm. do. Right? The, the biggest fear for a manager is, is uh, lads with a lot of ability who don't have a go, well, they kill them. They get them out straight away. That, that's the first thing I've I found with managers, uh, real managers, demand an honesty of effort. That's your starting point. And then you put it right from there. Joe Bloss can play better at right back. He can play better at left back. And the more they see the players, the better they become because they can put little things. Football is made up of a million little things, Nathan, in my opinion. And the real managers can spot all these little things from one match to the next with every player. In other words, if the right-back is 10 yards out of position, on the cover position, you'll see that. Put it right. That little bit bit makes that team a little bit better. And if you go through the whole 11, and there's little bits here, little bits there, then the team becomes better. And you start winning matches. You look better. You become a very professional team. So the more matches they play, the better they become. When you've got a bad manager, Nathan, sometimes the more matches you play, the worse you become. Because he doesn't spot what's going wrong. He's the kind of man who wouldn't leave you a crumb on a plate. If City ring up this morning and say, come on, then what's the price? He will say it's X. It's not X minus 10%. OTV AM live, weekday mornings from seven thirty on the
1: OTB Sports app. One thing we wanted to do, considering it is uh, the last time we're going to talk to you this year, John, is maybe uh, get a few. John Giles awards for the season I don't know if we've got trophies to hand out to the players we'll try our very best but we've got a few little categories that we might run through with you over the next few minutes so to look back on 2021 the end of last season the start of this season and the various tournaments that we got to watch as well who is your player of the season so far?
0: I would have to go for Mo Salah
1: It's hard to argue against it
0: Yeah because he's He's, when you're scoring goals at the rate that he's scoring goals, I mean, scoring goals is the most important thing in a match, Nathan, as we know. And and he's he's, he's plays in the wing on the wing most of the time. He's mm. not a, a central striker. And to do what he does, uh, match in and match out, is remarkable. It's... Remarkable, and his goal goalscoring has been absolutely fantastic.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's the quantity of goals he scores, but also the quality. Like, yes, like There's yes. shots from distance, there's the type of goal he scored against Manchester City where he somehow weaves his way through three or four players. Yes. There's tap-in's been in the right position at the right time. He seems to have it all.
0: Oh, he's, he's brilliant. I think what ha- well, with most players like that, uh, Nathan, to do it, he's, he's, he's got tremendous, terrific balance. Mm. You know, he's mostly left-footed, as we know. But you, you know, he's, he's, he's very seldom off-balance I mean, he's a fairly fairly short lad and, and, and really, really strong. So his he's, he's, he's central gravity is ideal for what he does. Come inside on his left foot. And as we see him coming inside on his left foot from that position on the right side, it's made for him to be able to do what he does with the inside of his left foot and curl it with a fair bit of pace into the far corner. But he's he's, he's very, very quick. He's very quick, gets in a good position, able to dribble, uh, and... and he doesn't he doesn't score a hat trick when you're winning six nil, Nathan. Mm. He scores a hat trick when you're no score.
1: Yeah, when he which when he's a, Which is a
0: big difference, you know. The the we used to say that the Sunshine boys, you know, even goal scorers, they'd score the last two goals in a six nil win. You know? That, that's that most Salah. the big the big guys like <laughs> Salah, he scored score three in the first three nil of a game. Yeah. So I, I would definitely put him down as there. Uh, with his goalscoring abilities and, and his, his, sorry, his goalscoring qualities, uh,
1: as as the best of the season, and he's been so consistent as well since he arrived at Liverpool with the amount of goals he's scoring season after season. When we're talking about great Premier League strikers and this him into his fifth season, are you at a stage where you can put him on a level with a Thierry Henry and an Alan Shearer?
0: You know, and the thing is, uh, Henri and Shearer were central strikers. Mm. You know, which is, they, 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 they've got the, uh, the choice of going right or left to, to get their goals. I mean, Salah is basically on the right side. He's very seldom, you very seldom see a goal uh, coming in from the left side. Very seldom. It's mostly from the right-hand side. So he, he's less freedom than uh, Shearer and, 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 and Henri. Um, but he does it. And he does it, does it extremely well. No, he'd, he'd be up there with the best of the best, in my opinion.
1: Who's your most improved player over the past year?
0: I would put uh, that down to Declan Rice.
1: And you rated him pretty highly even at the start of the year, so yeah, he's obviously I think gone he's got to another level.
0: Now, I think he's only 22. Mm. Nathan. So, you know, when you get players of that ability, uh, they usually get better every year. You know, if they're the real Mackay, and I think he obviously, he's obviously the real Mackay. He's getting stronger physically. I think mentally, obviously, he's learning the game. He's, 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 he's a few, about four years away from the peak, what should be the peak of his career. And he's doing it. You know, he's quick, he's a big lad, uh, very well-balanced, unbelievably well-balanced for his size, and exceptionally quick, Nathan. You know, he, he runs like a little fella on the ball. He controls it well. Uh, I think he's just getting better, better. I think better and better. I think his attitude is is excellent, match in, match out. I see him; he's he's, he's always honest in what he tries to do. Uh, sometimes he makes a mistake, but he he doesn't stop. And uh, I think he's one of the probably the major influence in a very very good West Ham team this year.
1: You've spoken over the past few months about Declan Rice and how he could potentially move deeper and play centre half. But if he stays as a midfielder, do you look at Manchester United Manchester City Chelsea and think he could go into any of those midfields and improve them
0: yes definitely Nathan well, that, that's, uh, what I find with, with really really top class players um, Like, you know, and I mentioned him playing at the back because the, the further you go back the easier it is Nathan you've got the whole game in front of you and you're reading it well and it's it's easier um, but he's much more valuable as, as the midfield player yeah. that he is and I think he'll, he'll only get better um, what What about know?
1: his range of passing John? because I know when he emerged first of all the sense he was maybe yeah, that... good
0: good good Nathan yeah, yeah. he he's, he he wouldn't be up there with the best in in picking out the right ball but he's he's well capable of doing it now he, he's got his fair share of of long passes in in the game you know he's, he's as good as anybody else at um creating these passes, yeah, you know I mean maybe one or two of the past that lads, lads would be on the ball better be say Xavi uh, who was a great player for Barcelona, as we know, would pick out passes um, probably at some stage of the game better than uh, Declan. Uh, but, he would, but he wouldn't be able to cover the ground defensively as well as, as, as Declan can. can. Yeah. You know? No, he's, he's a top-class player that can only get better. I mean, the reason I say if he's playing at the back, it'd be really easier for him because lots of his ability, if they do move to the back, it becomes easier for them to play but I but if I was a manager, I would definitely play him in midfield.
1: Uh, it's it's nearly Christmas, so I don't know if we want to But I'm still cr- sorry Declan, i interrupt you. I'm still crying over well, that's, Declan. That's what I was just about to say as well, John. Oh uh, god.
0: What is what a shame.
1: Like he is of such a talent that he would elevate everyone in that Ireland team around him. Like we would be looking at this current Ireland group in a very different way if they had Declan Rice running the okay. midfield.
0: Well, imagine uh, uh, Declan Rice and Gre- Grealish, which we lost out on as well, Nathan. I know, uh, I, I don't want to be talking about this because it's not very pleasant, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, when I see them play, I think, God, they, they could be playing for us and they'd make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. They'd make a huge difference, to them, particularly Rice.
1: Yeah, all right. So uh, Declan Rice, we'll see what happens with Declan Rice in 2022. Wouldn't be at all surprised to see him end up leaving West Ham at some stage. Uh, last one, John. Most disappointing player of 2021? Delhi Alley. He didn't change your mind on Sunday? On on his performance. With his performance against Liverpool?
0: I didn't think he played all that well. Right. I, I really didn't. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of his because I don't think he's honest in what he does. In what way? You know, I see him in the game, even in, in, the, in the match against Liverpool. He, he, he took somebody down or out of the game or, or gave a free kick away where there was no need for it at all. So I just think his whole attitude... I think he was—he was the makings of a really top top-class player, until he signed his new contract. Nathan, mm. I honestly think he stopped playing since. He's got a hundred and fifty grand car and all that. I no—I have no problem with players having their cars and all that, as long as they keep doing their stuff on the pitch. I don't think he's done that, and he has ability. I mean, he should be—you know—he should be up there with Declan Rice, in my opinion. Yeah. With the ability that he has, he's got terrific ability. But I mean, that's a few managers. We're not playing him. It's not just one manager too, that didn't like him, and that can, that can happen. But I think the last two or three managers have had that, Spurs have had. Uh, and he certainly wouldn't be, I don't think uh, the, the new manager they have would be a fan of his and his attitude, Nathan, at
1: all. Well, we're going back four or five years for Deli Alley at his best and playing at a very high level. Consistently, and even back then, though Johnny was a, a strange sort of player to figure out. In that he never fully controlled a game from midfield; he'd always have these moments and score a lot of goals. But he was—you're never quite sure—was he a, a number ten or was he number eight or what his best position was? He, it almost felt like he got a little bit lost.
0: Well, I, I don't think he was ever a midfield player. Nathan. He was always a striker coming from a deep position, and he had a very, very good relationship uh, partnership with. Uh, Harry, Harry Kane, yeah, Harry Kane. You know, and no, I I, I just remember when he signed his new contract to Nathan, You know, he he just wasn't the same player after that. And it's, he's not the only one. I mean, the, the, it does happen. You know, money corrupts. I mean, if you look at the situation with Yang, for example, you know, like he was he was the best centre forward in, in the Premiership before he signed his new contract. couple yeah. Eighteen months ago, he's hardly kicked the ball since. It does happen, and I think that happened to Delielli. That he was—he was—he was, he looked a really, really top-class player. He was never a midfield player. He was a striker that scored goals from a deep position, and he was brilliant at it. His control was good. He was a good head of the ball. He was a good finisher. I mean, how is it managers have come in? I think there's two, three, four managers now, Nathan. And I see him—I see him on the pitch, and he's not the same player at all. And that, 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 the only one reason for that is that he signed a new contract and he stopped trying the way he was trying beforehand. That's my take on it. So, to me, I hate to see players of his ability not doing what they should be doing. You have It's a short life, generally, Nathan, and to have regrets, uh, I think, is, is is and there's nothing to do with me, I don't even know him, but I think what he can do, what he should be doing, he's not doing, is very, very, very sad.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine uh, Aubameyang wasn't far behind him in terms of disappointment of the last year. Uh, just to look ahead to next year, John, it's very hard to predict with the Premier League because... Of the fixture backlog that's going to come because of players going to the African Cup of Nations, uh, if you were to pick a Premier League winner at the halfway stage, who is it?
0: Well, I was putting a few bob. I'd, I'd say I'd probably go at Liverpool.
1: Right. Still, even with the potential of Salah and Mane missing a few weeks at the African Cup of Nations.
0: Well, I know, Ned. And it's, it's it's very difficult. Maybe the like the 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 the, the main. Opposition is going to be Manchester City Mm. and and Chelsea. You know, they could have a lot of players missing as well, Nathan. You know, which is, but overall, if I was putting a few bob on it, I think I'd go with Liverpool. All right. Uh, You've
1: been fairly consistent on that. Uh, John, it's been brilliant to have you with us uh, all year again. Thanks as always uh, for your time and I will talk to you in 2022. Enjoy the Christmas. Okay.
0: Thanks, Nathan. Really enjoyed it. You've been very, very good. Very helpful as usual to me. And uh, all the listeners, happy Christmas and a healthy and happy new year.
1: Yeah, you too, John. I'm sure we'll have lots of warm messages in for you as well that we pass on over the Christmas as well. So enjoy the Christmas,
0: John. And you Nathan, thanks, Ken Football on off the ball. With Sky, all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports.